Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Pastor Joel Gregory completes his powerful series entitled The Gift That Keeps On Giving. Share this with your friends and your followers, and let's hear what God has for us today. Let's read our opening text today. I won't be before you long. Uh, have about a 15-minute message or conclusion to the uh, message that we've been ministering on the last two weeks. We will conclude today on the gift that keeps on giving. I want to say Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. This is our pre-Christmas celebration, and my wife and I, my children, we love you all. We appreciate, appreciate you all, and Linked Up Church would not exist without you. So thank you for whatever contributions you give to help us fulfill what it is God has called us to do. Let's read our opening text in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And it says, for unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, which means marvelous, Counselor, which means he gives advice and counsel, Mighty God, he has strength and power, he's strong. Everlasting Father, he's eternal and without end. And then the Prince of Peace. We know Prince is the head person, the captain, master, and steward. And peace is shalom, safety, welfare, health, prosperity, favor, and rest. And so if we will allow him, he will steward and capture and master our safety, our welfare, our health, our prosperity, our favor, and our rest. How I many know if God didn't do anything else for me but give me safety, welfare, health, prosperity, favor, and rest, it is more than enough. Can we just go ahead and thank God for that for a moment? We know Isaiah was writing over 700 years before the birth of Christ. And so Isaiah is prophesying that a child would be born, but he also prophesied a distinction here. He prophesied that a son would be given. So by stating the prophecy in this way, we learn that Isaiah revealed the unique duality of the boy that was to be born. He said, for unto us a child is born, but to us a son is given. We learned in the Hebrew language the term child speaks of his human birth. But on the other hand, the word son can be seen of his divinity or his relationship with the father. So as a child, Jesus was born to a human mother, but as a son, he was linked to his divine father. Jesus is the most special child ever born. I know all of us think our children are special, but Jesus is the most special child ever born. I need a real good amen right there. He is the gift of God to you and to me. Christmas is more than just a special feeling in the air. It's more than goodwill and love among people. Christmas is special because God entered into human flesh to become the greatest gift the world would ever experience. And this is why we call Jesus Christ the gift that keeps on giving. I don't know about you, but since I've been saved, I didn't have to wait till Christmas the next year to receive from him. I literally received from this gift 365 days a year. And so things that we've learned in this particular series is that, number one, we all need this gift. 
I don't want to think about what my life would be like had I not received this gift and continued on the path that I was on prior to receiving. And so we learned that James chapter 1 says that every good and perfect gift comes down from above, and it comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variance, neither shadow of turning. So God doesn't give and take away. I mean, when God gives us a gift, it's perfect, and it will last forever. We also learned that we needed the gift of love. Many of us grew up uh, in families and experiences where we don't experience love the way God intended for us to experience it. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. How I many you know we give the most expensive gifts to the people that we love the most? Well, God gave us the best that he had in the person of his son so that we could experience love the way he desired for us to experience. We also learned that we needed what was called the gift of light. All of us make choices in life. How many of y'all have ever made choices that send you down dark paths? Come on, don't lie in the house of God. Raise your hand if you've ever made a choice that sent you down the wrong path. We all have, right? And so we all needed the gift of light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and all who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. So if you ever find yourself in a dark place in life, just get back to the light of the Word of God. The Word will be a light unto your path and a lamp unto your pathway if you will allow it to be. If you will allow the Word of God to lead you in life, how I many know you will never get lost? And so if you ever find yourself lost or in a dark place, get back to the light of the Word of God. We learned that we needed what was called the gift of life. John chapter 10 tells us that the thief came but for to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have that life in abundance to the full until it overflows. That is the will of God for all of God's children is that you experience life to the full until it overflows. Why does he want your life to overflow? Because God loves the world, and he needs to use your life, and he needs you to have more than what you need so that a lost and dying world can understand his love through the gifts and the love that you share with them and the blessing that you are to those that are without. So if you will allow him to, he will bring you to a place where your life is full and it overflows. We learn, number two, that this is a gift that actually works. How many of you know the name of Jesus is real? I said, how many of y'all know the name of Jesus is real? He said, anything that you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. And in John chapter 15, verse 7, he took it even further because he's a relationship God. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you can ask for whatever you will and it will be done unto you. How many know that is a gift? Man, I am so thankful to be able to go to God in prayer every single day, knowing that if I pray according to his will, he hears me, but I also can have the petitions that I have desired. Folks, this is a gift that works. This is a gift that works 365 days a year. And then we're going to close today with number three. Number three, this is a gift that lasts forever. Most of us received gifts last year that we probably can't even locate this year. Raise your hand if that might be accurate in your life, right? Most of us received gifts last year 
that we may not be able to locate this year. They have been used up, worn out, or simply tossed aside. But God sent a gift that lasts forever. He sent it into a world where, if you think about it today, most warranties last 90 days, right? I know my son saved money for his car, and after we looked at all the used car prices, which were more expensive than new cars, we landed on the best warranty that was out there. And that warranty was 10 years, 100,000 miles. Look at, see, amen, woo. But how many of you know Jesus lasts more than 10 years and 100,000 miles? He literally lasts forever. And it's good to know that we can receive something that will not only work every day of our lives, but it will last beyond our lives and allow us to live for eternity. Somebody ought to lift their hands right there and just thank God for that opportunity because in this moment, that's what it is, an opportunity. Let's read John chapter 6, verses 47 through 51. I'll read out of the New King James Version. And Jesus is having a dissertation with the Jews who... Uh, don't understand his language. He is telling them that he is the bread of life, and they're arguing with him, how can you be the bread of life? You are Mary's son. You are the son of a carpenter. So ultimately, they didn't understand his sayings because they didn't receive who he actually was, and so ultimately, they ended up rejecting him. Let's pick up the story in John chapter 6, verse 47. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. Is there anyone in this room or watching online that you believe in Jesus? Well, guess what? You have something called Zoe, everlasting life. You will live forever. You will not die. You will literally transition from this life to the next life because you believe in the Son of God. He said in verse 48, I am the bread of life. What he's talking about there, if you look that up and study it, he says that I am the doctrine, the word of God, and the spiritual nourishment that you need for your soul. So, how many know that man cannot live by bread alone? Man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. He says, your, father ate, your fathers ate manna in the wilderness, and they are dead. He said, this is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and not die. He said, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And he's really projecting what he's referring to, and he answers it right here. He says, and the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which he's prophesying about his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And he says, which I shall give for the life of the world. And what I love about that is while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So when we were at our worst, guess what? He was literally at his best. And I just want to encourage all of us today to not look down on the world because you were once a part of the world. And never think that someone is so far away from God that God can't touch their hearts through your life and bring them back. Because you at one point in your life were a long, far ways away from God. 
And so God wants the church to really lower its opinion of itself and love the world the way that Christ loved the world. We have to stop all of these bless me clubs and only looking out for each other. Hello, somebody, and, and, and asking, are you saved first before we'll do something for someone? Because the reality is I'm saved because of what someone did for me. Come on, somebody. I need somebody to catch that today. And we need to pay that forward and pass that along to others so that they can know that Christ loves them the same way that he loves us. First John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17 says, do not love the world. The word world there is a Greek word cosmos, and it's referring to this world system. Don't fall in love with debt. I take authority over debt right now, and I command you to not charge gifts for Christmas this year. If it is not in your bank account, you can't afford it. Come on, somebody. Go out and buy some flour, some cookie dough, bake some cookies, and give out cookies for Christmas this year. It is the thought that counts at the end of the day. But he's saying, do not love this world's system or the worldly arrangement of things or the way that world, the world does things. Don't date the way the world dates. Come on, somebody. Don't marry the world the way the world marries. Come on, don't get in sexual immorality the way that the world does that. He says, do not love the world or the things that are in the world. Don't measure yourself by some label on your shirt or some label on your tennis shoes. Come on, somebody. Christ is bigger and better than that. And whether or not you have a label on your suit, your shirt, or your shoes will never change your value because your value is is the price of blood, and that shed blood of Jesus will always cost more than whatever it is that you're trying to purchase. So don't go in debt. Don't measure yourself by the Joneses. Don't think you have to live in a certain house, drive a certain kind of car. At the end of the day, you came into this world naked, and you are going out of this world naked. You can't take none of it with you. So with godliness and contentment, the Scripture says, there is great gain. I've learned that the less I value those things, the more he gives them to me, right? Because the less I value them, the more he knows when he gives them to me, I'm just going to give them away anyway. Say, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, this is a strong statement. Then the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, I got to have it. The lust of the eyes, I want him, I want her. And the pride of life, I don't need God. Says it is not of the Father, but it is of the world. Watch this. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it. But he who does the will of God will abide forever. Somebody ought to thank God for that right there. So our ultimate challenge in life is to try to get as far away from the world as we possibly can. So we are in this world, but we are not of this world, right? And so don't let it get you caught up. Folks, this is not about commercial, commercialism. This is about Jesus during this season. Don't get caught up. Last verse for the day. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15 says, now, thanks be to God for his gift. 
Some of you all, that'll hit you when you get in your car in the parking lot. Some of you all, you'll be cooking later on this afternoon, and you'll say, oh, I was supposed to thank God at that moment in the service when he read that verse. Let me read that. Let me try that one more time so you all can wake up. You're not at the movie theater right now. You're in church. Let me read it one more time. Now, thanks be to God for his gift. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'll give that about a 3 right there. I just read to you some of the greatest gifts ever known to man. And some of y'all went. I want to try it a third time. Last time for the day, and we can get out of here. Now, thanks be to God for his gift. Come on, that's the kind of thanks God deserves. Come on, that's the kind of thanks that God deserves. Hallelujah. The rest of that verse goes on to say in the Amplified Classic here, but thanks be to God for his gift, precious beyond telling. So in other words, this gift is so good. We don't have all the words to describe how good this gift is in our lives. So it calls it beyond telling, his indescribable. We can't put enough adjectives to attach to how good this gift actually is. Inexpressible. And then I love what the Amplified Classic says, free gift. Free 99. Come on, didn't cost us nothing, but cost him everything. Come on, I, it's not fair, folks, but I'll take it every single time. So now, God gave us all of this, but what is it that God wants from us? See, when all the food has run out, when all the money has been spent, all the family and friends go back home, Hello, somebody. When the Christmas tree is dried up, when the bills start coming in from all those charges that you charge during the Christmas season, I came to tell you today that Jesus will never run out. When all of that stuff runs out, he will never run out. And so what is it that God wants from us? God wants us to give him our hearts. He did all of that just so that he could have our hearts. Let's all stand to our feet. Christina Rosette penned these words right here in her song. She said, what shall I give him, poor as I am? If I were a shepherd, I would give him a lamb. If I were a wise man, I'd do my part. What shall I give? Oh, I know, I'll give him my heart let's just worship the father for a moment right where you're standing just just worship the gift of his son jesus be thankful be grateful today that you're not in the hospital you're not on a ventilator come on somebody you're alive to see another christmas come on god has been good to you individually let's go ahead and thank him that's your greatest gift that you have today is your life. 
And after all of that, the only thing that God wants from you, he doesn't want your money, he wants your heart. Because he knows when he gets your heart, all the rest of that comes along with it. If he doesn't have your heart, then he won't have anything else that can serve you. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, watch past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 833 833- 988-2009. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week and we look forward to connecting with you.